0: to the San Diego Women podcast, the first official podcast in the series. I am Jamie Habert and I'm very excited to be here interviewing somebody I know very, very well, my mother and the publisher and editor-in-chief of San Diego Women magazine, Miss Judith A. Habert. Welcome, Judith. Thank you, my dear. (laughs) I'm very excited to get started on really diving into how the magazine began and giving everybody a little context for what we're going to do moving forward with the podcast so first i really want to introduce you since you are the head of the publication and you're really the reason everything is here today so tell us a little bit about yourself and let's start with like where you grew up okay i was born in flushing new york and grew up there spent most of my life there
1: um went to high school and college there uh had a work career got married there and uh, ended up moving to san diego in
0: 1999. okay so you came to san diego in 1999 um well what was like your first job coming to san diego what did you do i was working
1: for a financial firm uh, doing their marketing and um, letters and uh just a, a lot of the marketing work primarily uh that was at a time when things were starting to get a little crazy in the financial industry i also had my own company which i had brought with me from new york which was right on demand where i did writing and marketing for companies sales letters things of that nature okay so you sound like you were writing
0: kind of all your life you've always been writing but when did you know you wanted to be a writer
1: I think probably back in high school. I always liked to write, that was my favorite topic. English was my favorite subject in school. And I loved to write and um, I would do poems and I wrote a children's book when I was like 17. And (laughs) um, just, you know, that was the area that I had the most interest in. I also loved photography and ended up going to college. I went to St. John's University in New York um, for as a
0: photojournalism major. Oh, very cool, so you were more it sounds like focused on photography than necessarily writing as a career when you came out of college.
1: Yeah, I was working um, in the photography end of it and I had jobs with Nikon and Canon. Um, I was a studio photographer for Doubleday Publishing for about eight years. And um, so photography really was my main goal and because I really was under the impression that I couldn't make money as a writer. Um, Photography wasn't much better in the scheme of things, but uh, there was at least some jobs available in the photography industry, whether it be right, working in weddings, which I did that for a while as well, which is another whole story. Um, but I, I always liked to write. And when photography kind of closed down a little bit, because at the time I was working for a company that uh, decided to go digital, and that was right around when digital photography started and they no longer needed as many Uh, in-house photographers. So my job kind of got eliminated. So I decided to pursue the writing more and I kept doing freelance photography on the side.
0: Okay. So when you were here, you started doing those marketing materials. You're running your own business right on demand. How did San Diego Woman even come into the picture? I had published a book and it had taken me a while to get through the process. Okay, wait, we can't, we can't skip over it. So tell us about your book first.
1: Okay, well, I guess I should step back to articles. Articles (laughs) is really what I started with. And I can remember, you know, sending out query letters to magazines all over the place and um, having a hard time getting published. And finally, I kind of broke through and I found out what they were looking for. And I I did a lot of uh, studying and research on it. And I got my first published piece and a magazine called Long Island Magazine. Um, And it was a humor column, which is what I mainly wrote. Um, And it was on the back page of the magazine, uh, which is a pretty prestigious place to be. It's one of the prime spots. So that kind of uh, motivated me to keep going and do more writing. Very nice. So then the book came? Yeah, I was hired by a company out of New Jersey to write a book uh, in their business. And they had a business series and they were doing it on insurance and along the way when i was newly married and had my children i had to work at whatever i could work at Uh, times were tough so i worked for a a financial and insurance company prudential back in new york so they had hired me based on my writing background and the fact that i knew about insurance and i wrote a book called superstars of insurance sales which was a very boring topic but (laughs) Um, It was interesting in the fact that I was interviewing 40 of the top uh, of the top insurance people in the industry. There's something called the million dollar round table in insurance. And those are people that make over a million dollars a year selling insurance. So I got to interview 40 different people in that field and got to write their stories. And it was challenging trying to find 40 different stories for
0: people who basically were doing the same job. But, you know, that was my first book. And then after that, what did your what did it look like as far as did you write another book after that? I know obviously your background as to what you've written so far, but tell us about you know how the books progressed. Yeah, I ended up doing a lot of editing for people and book doctoring
1: and helping people write books, and I did a lot of um, a lot of that type of work. And I also started teaching uh, writing classes because I had found out how kind of to break through in writing, and I wanted to share that. I didn't want it to take other writers years and years before they could get published. So I started uh, teaching writing in in the adult ed area, uh, which it was, it was great because it was a lot of people who are older and had wanted to do writing their whole life, but they were told like I was when I was younger, get a real profession Mm -hmm. and do writing as a hobby. So now they were at a point where they were retiring and
0: they decided they wanted to do what they really loved, which was writing. And so how did you go from teaching writing to starting this magazine? One of the students in one of my classes, actually it was the first class
1: that I taught in power unified school district um she was one of my students and about 18 months after the class ended i got a phone call from her and she had gotten money left to her from a relative who had passed and she decided that she wanted to start a magazine it was something she had always thought about doing and uh she wanted to start a woman's magazine and surprisingly there really wasn't a woman's magazine in san diego at the time there had been 20 some years ago and it was also called san diego woman magazine uh but it had been gone long gone and there really was nothing else um around so she had asked me if I'd be interested in being the editor-in-chief a neighbor of hers uh, was a an artist and creative director and she asked her to be the creative director for the magazine and that was uh, Sonali Sony, who we worked together for about nine or ten years on the magazine I was the editor-in-chief and she was the
0: uh, the creative person yeah we if you follow us at all on Instagram you've definitely seen Sonali's work and Studio S um, it's really amazing. If you haven't checked it out yet, look at our Instagram at San Diego woman. Um, and you can find the studio S page definitely linked in there. I'll put it, put it in the bio to make sure that it's easily accessible. But if you haven't checked out Sonali's work, you definitely need to. Um, and so the magazine then got started from there and it sounds like, you know, it was off to a good start, but tell us how, how it went down the line.
1: The woman who originally started the magazine, she had um, a small child at home and uh, was basically a stay-at-home mom and decided that she wanted to start this endeavor of a woman's magazine. Um, She didn't know what she was getting herself into. Uh, It wasn't as easy as she expected it to be, and things had changed a lot because she had been in in a similar field back in Georgia 10 years previously and uh, things had changed a lot i mean everything was more electronic we were more relying on the internet to carry on conversations to get advertisers and she just couldn't keep up with it and after four issues she said that's it i can't do it anymore and she was ready to just you know pan the magazine that was the end of it but at the time sonali and i had really gotten into it Uh, we loved being able to talk to women and learn what made them tick and how they got to where they were and we both you know, were determined that we wanted to keep it going. So it took about nine months of pounding the pavement and trying to get some uh, funding to get the magazine back up and running. But after that, I was able to do it. And we decided that we wanted to improve the look
0: of it because it started out as something looking like a penny saver. And you've probably seen that if you do follow the Instagram. We posted the original magazine before and what it looked like and it's definitely an upgrade it's a glow up as they say so how did um how did that happen to what made you decide that you were going to give it this kind of rework visually
1: from the very beginning sonali and i had felt that uh women liked pretty things they were glossy things <laughs> like things all. that were shiny and mm-hmm. got their attention and so it wasn't going to work to look like an order trader so we decided that we were going to move on with it and find out how to make it you know more like your average woman's magazine out in the general public uh um,
0: yeah it was a local publication but we wanted it to look like a regular woman's magazine okay so you were definitely looking for like a mainstream um, magazine the glossy cover you know you yeah it changed exactly. the, the formatting of it everything it definitely looks beautiful uh what was the vision though for san diego woman you talk about that you wanted to Kind of highlight women in the area but what was really the vision for the magazine
1: the original vision before i took over the magazine was for uh, stay-at-home moms basically it was giving them an outlet uh when sonali and i decided to go forward with the magazine we thought you know we need to make this not only for stay-at-home moms but for business women for women who were trying to be it all you know, do it all they were they had children they had a job and a career and we wanted to try and help answer some of the questions on what women could accomplish. And we felt the best way to do that was to interview women who had been successful, who had achieved these things, you know, who had children at home, but still managed to become the CEO of a company or, or even just a nine to five employee, um, but were able to keep their family
0: together and keep their business uh, life together. So you're trying to, Show at least initially that, you know, women can do it all. It just may not happen all at the same time, but that you can build a life where you can have that career um, and the family, and there doesn't have to be that so-called compromise um, to be able to do that. So I definitely think that is a job well done. And you've been uh, out there for how long now? How long has the magazine been out? starting our 15th year. Okay. And, um, you know, one of the things that we did like to highlight
1: is that women uh, were getting, they, they were getting in their own way. They were finding that they had to do everything and they had to be everything to everyone. And we kind of went through the process of explaining to our readers that you could be a great CEO and you could be a great mom and you didn't have to do it all. Maybe you needed to ask for help once in a while. And, you know, that's kind of what we talked about a lot, how some of the women got through by having other women help them and and forming networking groups and, you know, getting a network where they felt they could go to someone if they had a
0: problem. Definitely. And after 15 years, uh, you have to have I mean, you've had a, a bunch of notable women on the cover at this point and women and uh, local celebrities. So after 15 years, uh, dream cover girl that you have in mind or anyone you haven't had on the cover yet? Well, of course, there are plenty of uh, actresses and people of notoriety that I wouldn't
1: mind putting on the cover because it would get attention. And um, our one actress that we've had on the cover was Marilyn Monroe. Um, you know, you managed to book her? It's a little <laughs> difficult out here. It was tough getting the booking, but okay. um, she was pretty uh, responsive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happened was I had worked for, um, back in New York, I had worked for Nikon, and I had worked for Canon USA uh, camera, and I was running, in, for Canon, I was running the professional services organization, and one of the photographers that I worked with um, was a movie site photographer. In other words, he went out to the movies, and he did the stills, each of the movies and so he had met marilyn monroe uh when he was doing a movie with her and become very friendly with her and had known the family and shortly after he did this huge photo spread for her um she passed away and he had uh spoken to her family and they they loved him and they asked he asked if he could have the rights to the pictures and they gave him them i think at that time they had no idea of what what Marilyn Monroe was going to become even, you know, after she died. Mm -hmm. And so he's the only photographer that has rights to her
0: pictures. And he was able to give you that ability to then put her on the cover?
1: Ironically, I ran into him at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. (laughs) Um, He was uh, the speaker at a photo show that was going on there. And I went up to him and he remembered me and we started talking. I told him about the magazine. And I said, I would love to interview him. Even though it was a woman's magazine, we interview lots of men. It's not just about women. Mm -hmm. Um, And he had photos of her and, you know, I'd known his background with her and asked if we would be able to use her photograph on the cover. And he gave us permission to do that. We also had, he had pictures of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He had Angelina Jolie, um, Audrey Hepburn. He had done a bunch of big stars and we were able to include photos that he shared with us um, in those of those stars in the magazine, um, so yeah, I think I probably have one of the have had one of the biggest stars on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think part of the the joy that I get from doing this is maybe not highlighting just stars, but highlighting the everyday woman, um, the woman who's um who's a hero in her other in her family's eyes and in those around her. So we've had women in all walks of life. Um, one of the women that we interviewed, she um, got through her life by starting out as a clown she got a job she actually went to to clown college (laughs) and got a job working as a clown that was how she was able to raise her two girls after her marriage broke up and um, she was very um, inspiring to other women to know that uh, you could do it you could do whatever you set out to do and uh, she ended up owning a restaurant uh, for many years and
0: uh, became very successful and you know there's such a variety of stories in there i know one of the ones that we got the biggest response from um through the publication and through social media was lonnie murray on the cover so tell us a little bit about that cover as well
1: Lonnie Lonnie murray is an incredible woman um she is a sports agent uh for baseball which is extremely unusual uh she's one of the few female sports agents uh she has a a kind of motherly side to her where she took upon herself to be the mother and the agent for a lot of these uh, young players some of them coming from foreign countries Um, she even had some of them staying in her home and um they would uh, rely on her yeah she she never got up at bat and she never had a you know a major league uh, background she was married to a baseball player and she knew a lot about the industry and he had started the business but he got a job working for uh, a major league baseball team as a general manager, and therefore he couldn't keep his agency going. And his wife had been on the side watching this all along and she took over and she she does a bang up
0: job. She's yeah. literally a powerhouse. We've never had such a reception as when we posted her. So um, Lonnie Murray is also somebody you definitely have to check out and I can tag that as well um, on our social media. But now that we've gone over, you know, all of these covers and all these amazing women, uh, such different stories. Where do you see the magazine going now? Well, things have changed,
1: especially of late uh, with COVID and the pandemic, and a, a year of being, you know, stay, staying at home and working from home, and a lot of new technologies have come out of that. Uh, we're starting to do a lot more as far as networking meet,
0: meetings virtually.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's.
0: I should stop you there and and mention that too. The um, we've been doing these virtual networking as part of what you're talking about, these virtual networking meetings where women get the opportunity to come on and hear from either prior cover girls or people we've highlighted, people associated um, with the magazine, and they're speaking about their business and you know their rise to success and then having the chance to give what we like to call an elevator pitch or a summary of their own business so that they can make those connections with other women. Um, we did it once, it was very successful, and we're gonna do it again come May 28th, 12 p.m. Uh, on Zoom. So if you haven't done it yet, definitely click the link in our bio on Instagram, at San Diego Woman, and you can register there. Um, but tell us a little bit about you know the networking meetings and that transition and how that happened.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been to so many networking meetings. I mean, I can't begin to tell you how when I first took over the magazine, you know, there are like 83 women's organizations in San Diego, at least there were um, when I started. And so I tried to attend all of them, which was a job and, you know, got to the point where I couldn't really concentrate on what I was doing. So I had to narrow it down, but I found some great networking meetings out there. um, And I found that women and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but more so than men, were always willing to share their leads with each other. They wanted to help each other grow. They wanted to be a force for the women to move forward. They weren't so afraid of giving up the information because women were going to take their jobs from them. It didn't happen that way. And so when I saw what a connection women had when they got together in a meeting, and yeah, it was over a couple of glasses of wine, Uh, in a nice restaurant and we're not able to do that right now we still have the wine but uh, (laughs) we we don't necessarily have the uh, ambience that we had then but what's happening is it's giving women who can't get around to these places who maybe have children at home that have to be there when you know the child has to be picked up from school Um, or you know we even have some women who are just disabled and can't get to the meetings so it gives everyone an equal opportunity equal footing to be in a networking meeting and uh, see who they can connect with, and that's why we like having the women, the, giving the women the opportunity to talk about their businesses. Because even in our last, uh, our last event, there were several women who connected and have new clients now. So um, it's something that you need to come to because it, it's it's fun. Um, everybody gets to talk. It's not one-sided, um, and you're going to definitely meet at least one person that you're going to be able to move forward and do business with.
0: It's. It has to be said it is one of the benefits, I would say, coming out of this pandemic that has happened for us is being able to bring these networking meetings online. And I'm seeing that, you know, more people are receptive to them because it's easier to fit in your workday, too. If you you know want to take lunch at noon and be a part of the seminar, you can. It's not like a big commitment to be able to click a Zoom link and join us. So. Um, that's a big deal. And then we're also giving away a full page advertisement. So full page ad at the end of this coming meetup on May 28th, you will be able to be in a raffle to receive a full page ad. Uh, So that's a big benefit as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's always a plus, you know, we can give away free advertising. We do a lot of charity advertising as well. Um, Organizations that we want to highlight. We're very big with veterans associations and, and, and women's groups and children uh, charities. So we try to give away um, several pages in each issue to uh, to different charities to help them, especially when times are tough like they are now and fundraising
0: is, is a problem. And it's not necessarily a charity, but you spoke on the fact that it was very difficult when you first started, even though you knew you wanna be a writer to be able to get a writing job or to be able to build a writing career. So I know that we always take submissions from writers Um, Of course, it's, you know, an an unpaid uh, way for them to be able to get their name out there, to be able to show that they were published in a magazine, and then they can move forward with that in their portfolio to be able to use it to better their career. So if people are interested in submitting writing and submitting uh, articles that they have for you or interesting stories or people they want you to highlight, how do they reach out to you?
1: Just email me at editor at sdwomanmagazine.com. Uh, or they can call and uh, speak with us about it. The number is 888-275-7125. And uh, we'd love to hear from brand new writers. I mean, that's one of the things that um, has gotten me into the magazine to begin with, was being a writer and wanting to share uh, share my my uh, experience with others. I even have a weekly uh, writing group that we get together and um, share share writing. And a lot of women from that group have ended up as writers on our publication. So we're always open to new writers. Uh, we even have a children's section, and we've had 13-year-olds um, writing. We actually, our head writer for that area uh, was 12 when she started with us, and mm-hmm. she was an amazing writer and an equestrian. And she uh, would interview other children, and we found out that there were some amazing children in San
0: Diego that were doing things that you know we never even thought they that an adult would be able to accomplish. And that's something that I've loved too. I feel like San Diego Woman has opened a lot of doors for highlighting people that don't usually get recognition. So um, I know I'm in, I'm maybe partial here, but uh, I would just say uh, congratulations on a job well done as far as San Diego Woman goes and everything that you've built. Um, I know that it's something that is even just starting to take off now so i can definitely see the growth from it and see what's going to happen down the line but anything else that you want to mention or anything that you want to tell our listeners before we say goodbye today yeah i
1: think what i want people to remember is that san diego woman magazine is magazine for the women of san diego and we want to hear from you we want emails from you we want story ideas i mean if you have someone that you think needs to be highlighted in our publication send us an email tell us about them and you know we can get uh publicity for those who need it uh we also have experts in different fields and we have people that are always willing to help Um, many of our cover girls has have said share my email with somebody who's trying to uh, move up in their field and they don't know how to do it and so you know we're a very sharing uh environment so feel free to call or or email me and let me know if you have someone that you think deserves to be recognized for what they're doing in the community. Yeah. And I wanna say we don't, it's not just women. Uh, we have lots of men out there that have done amazing things and who share their uh, their stories
0: with us and who do a lot of work to help women as well. So I would say it's, it's anybody that has a business that caters to women or prioritizes women in any way uh, that they can definitely be highlighted as well. So it was a pleasure mom. I enjoyed having you on the first podcast, uh, moving forward. You're going to see profiles from different women, uh, not just that we featured in the magazine, but ones that we find interesting that we want to bring you bring to your attention. Uh, And once again, if you haven't yet, definitely follow us at San Diego woman on Instagram, that's where you're going to see everything. And you'll be able to get all the news and up to date on these connections and these networking events and everything that we're trying to build here in San Diego. So. Thanks for coming on. One last thing I want to say before we get off is if you want to see what the magazine looks like, you can just click on our
1: website at sdwomanmagazine.com. And on our cover page, the top of the page, you'll see the latest publication. And then if you scroll down, you'll see about four or five more that you can read online on our page turner version. So you don't even have to go anywhere or
0: request a, a copy. You can just go online and check us out. Yes, and I have the current issue linked right now in the bio. At San Diego Woman on Instagram. So it's easy to be able to read, free publication online. Definitely check it out and we'll see you next time. Okay, thank you.